Welcome to the Bread of Life podcast, where we take five minutes out of our day to consider the goodness of God. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall not thirst. Let's come to him now. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. And as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, So the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame, and he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and those who remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength and do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his, who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, and all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. David has given us many reasons to worship the Lord this morning. Let's look at a few of them. The primary benefit of grace is our forgiveness of sins. It's important to remember that Christ has made peace with God possible for us through his death and resurrection. That's why David starts off with saying, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases. This is in the forefront. If we look at verse 6, it says, The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. It gives me peace to know that God knows how to execute righteousness and justice. What a confusing time we live in where we're being pulled in all sorts of directions. We see so many needs and we have so little time or resources to meet them and it seems overwhelming. Let God give you peace this morning by letting you know that he will execute righteousness and justice for all those people that are oppressed. And in verse seven, it says that he made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. David is bringing back, mentioning Moses because he wants us to remember all the promises through the exodus of Egypt into the desert and the wandering of the wilderness. And even as they entered the promised land and they they took the land that God had promised them. 
Verse 8 says that God is merciful and gracious and slow to anger and abounding in mercy. When it says that God is, is slow to anger, it means that God is patient. It means that every day that passes that you wake up and that Christ has not returned, he gives us the opportunity to repent and believe and trust him. He gives us opportunity to share the gospel with our neighbors, with our families that are lost, with our children who are growing in the knowledge of God and we pray and pray and hope that they turn to him. This is what that means. Most importantly, I want to focus on this morning, verse 5. I read this out of the New King James Version on purpose because I like the way that it is, is interpreted here. It says, who satisfies your mouth with good things. I thought this interesting that God has to satisfy us with good things. That means that there was a time, if you're a Christian in your life, where you could not taste good. Where what was good tasted bad to you and what was bad tasted good. This is proof of God the Holy Spirit working and sanctifying you as a believer. I'd like to share a little bit of my testimony in light of this. Just a small part. Uh, even as a confessing Christian, there was a time where I had a animosity towards the church and towards other believers. I would go to church, but I would sit there in the pew or in the seat and in my heart, I would judge my brothers and sisters I would judge the, the preaching. I would avoid going deeper in relationship with people. I hadn't necessarily been hurt by the church, and I know that's a lot of people's experience. But what the Holy Spirit did in my life was he first he showed me that that was my own pride and arrogance and that I needed to repent. And over time, the Holy Spirit sanctified me. He caused me to taste good, that now, when I consider the body of Christ and I look forward to Sunday worship, I love my brothers and sisters in Christ and I desire to be around them. This is clearly the work of God in my life and a testimony to the fact that God is the one who satisfies us with good things.